Hello everyone, I'm your host, Rachel Pond, and this is the Practical Magic Podcast. In this week's episode, I will be discussing animal totems, how to connect to your animal totem, um, how to communicate, and what is the purpose of an animal totem. So let's jump right into it. So an animal totem is a symboliza- symbolizes the representation of your animal guide, which I discussed last week, animal guides. If you haven't checked that episode out, I recommend you go and listen to that one because I'll be referring back to last week's episode on occasion throughout this episode. Um, so they pretty much just represent your animal guide. Um, your animal totem can appear in the form of a actual totem pole, like a pole standing out of the ground, uh, a talisman, um, an emblem, a crest, um, statue, or jewelry. A totem can symbolize a whole group of like-minded people, a family, um, lineage, or an individual. Um, the Native Americans, when I was first introduced to uh, totem guides, I was told it was strictly just a Native American thing. But the more research I have found, um, you know, totem animals and spirit animal spirit guides are something that everybody has. Um, it's not just for one group of people or a particular person. Um, so how do you find your totem animal? So some of the ways you can find out which animal is your totem or totem, because you can have more than one. Um, the version that was repre- uh, was introduced to me, or I was indu- into- introduced to, I should say, was that your totem animals, there were nine, and it's a actual pole. And the way I was taught to meet them was through meditation. And through the meditation, I mean, this meditation, I was guided through this meditation. Um, an old friend of mine, um, she she guided me through this. And throughout the meditation, it took a while. I think we were meditating for like an hour at least. Um, and throughout that time, nine different individual animals appeared. Um now she also told me as um i'm about to say here is uh pay attention to your dreams along with paying attention to animals that you feel drawn to or animals that you find just constantly keep showing up in your life so like i said um your dreams is is a great place to meet your um totem animals um I'm going to throughout this say totem animals uh, because I believe that everybody has more than one. Um, 
So you might, while doing your own research, you might find it say totem animal, like singular, but um, yeah, don't feel bad if you do all this and then you're like, hey, I met nine. What does that mean? It just means that's your amount. That's what you have. And if you do it and you feel just drawn to one particular animal, then that's great too. Um, You just follow your instinct, follow your intuition, whatever you feel led to, then that's it. So, like I said, your dreams um, are a great place because they're already in that realm. You're on their their level, their playing field. So it's very easy for them to introduce themselves to you. Um, think about your past connection with certain animals. Um, when I think about that, I think of my relationship that I had with uh, my pet chicken. Her name was Snowball. She was everything to me. Um, and I, I believe that she's top tier. Chickens are like top tier for me um, uh, uh, on, the, on the totem because um, even though she's obviously no longer in my life, I feel the impact of her. I feel like she's like guiding me throughout my life and my decisions. Um, don't always listen to her information. I mean, who listens to all the information that's ever given to them or suggestions? But I do feel her energy and um, um, the love and all, and her support. I, I do feel all of that. Um, journaling. So, in general, journaling about animals that keep appearing, like let's say a cat every day shows up at your house, let's say. Um, I had this experience when I uh, a couple years ago. Well, it's probably closer to 15 now. <laughs> a couple makes it sound like it was two years ago. But my last place that I lived in before I moved where I am now, um, pretty much every single day, a cat would show up and sit in front of my apartment. And some days it was multiple cats, but there was always a cat. And about, I'd say, three months before I moved into where I am right now, the cats just stopped showing up. And um, I briefly touched on this in last week's episode. I was talking about how I had a roommate at that time um, who I believe had an entity or a spirit that has latched itself onto her because every time she, she was about to enter a room before she did, a dark shadow would go in first and I believe the cats were there like being like we got your back we're we're watching you making sure you're okay you know we're looking out for you um so those are some ways uh to communicate obviously spending time out in nature uh is a great way Um, and also just asking for a sign, you know, being like, hey spirits, I'm new to this. I don't know what I'm doing. Please give me, and then insert sign. So let's say I was brand new and I had no idea what I was doing. And I just said, you know, um, spirit guides, 
please um, show me my totem pole and please give me uh, the sign of um, a pink rose. I don't know. You don't really see those growing out in nature. You usually just see those like um, at floral stores, you know? So, I don't know, that was just a random example. But something along that, that when you see it, you're like, oh, okay, that, that's the sign for my, my guides, you know? Um, so, um, let's see. Um, so, ten ways to communicate with... Um, it says 10, but then it only gave me seven. So seven ways uh, to communicate with your spirit guides slash uh, totem animals. Um, being more present in your everyday life, uh, which I know, especially these days, um, you know, COVID and all these variants that are out and about, you know, we're all so stressed. And I know personally for me, I can't speak for any of you, but I know for me, it's a lot. And for a while, I didn't think I was stressed. But I'm starting to realize that this past two years, what is it, 2020? Yeah, so we'll say two years, because this doesn't seem like it's going to be ending anytime soon. But I'm realizing now that I am stressed and, um, you know, worried what's the world going to end up being like. And uh, so saying all of that to say that I have found for myself that it has been difficult at times to be present, to be 100% in the moment. Um, And so that's a great learning, a great thing for me to learn in spite of stressful situations to keep myself centered and um, uh, balanced and focused on the here and now because that way it will be easier for me to receive uh, messages from my guides and my totems or just easier for me to, um, to exist, to be alive and not get so overwhelmed. So... Um, there's that. Um, stay on the lookout every day for signs from your guides. Like I just said, you know, ask for signs. You know, ask for something that's particular to you. That when you see it, you'd be like, oh, I know what that means. And um, and back to the example that I gave about, like, a pink rose. Um I mean, maybe there are roses out in nature, but it could even just be, um, it could be that you see a pink rose at your grocery store. Most grocery stores have a little floral section. If not, they at least have like a freezer with some flowers in it. And let's say you've got this one grocery store you go to, but you never have ever seen any pink flowers there. And then one day you go and there's a single pink rose. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's the sign I was asking for. It doesn't always have to be something in nature. But let's say you go one day and there's the pink rose and then right near the flower is a woman with a dog, let's say. And you're like, 
oh, okay. So dogs are, and if you, especially if you've already feel connected to dogs, um, that could be a great sign that it's one of your totem animals. Um, get to know your guides. And um, this goes across the board, whether that's a, a spirit guide or if it's a totem. And the way I would recommend to get to know them is, of course, meditation, journaling, um, asking them to show you particular signs. But beyond that, I would say a great way to get to know them is by dwindling it down to animals that you know you feel connected to. And then after you have that dwindled down, and again, it could just be that you just feel connected to one animal. So let's say it is just one animal. Then go and do as much research as you possibly can on that animal. What did they eat? What what are the different types of that animal? What are the different breeds? What all these different things, you know, what are their what, what type of food did they eat? Just everything. What what is their spiritual meaning? What do they symbolize? All these things. And once you get to know, think of it as like a friendship. When you meet a new person, you know absolutely nothing about them. But the more you talk with them and they talk with you and you share bits and pieces with each other about your lives, then you feel more comfortable and then you divulge more in-depth secrets. It's just like that. You can't expect them to just show you everything and you're not showing any ability or, or, or any work towards like it matters. You know what I mean? You have to show that you're putting effort in. When they see that you're putting effort in and you really are caring about this, things will appear much easier. Um, surrender. um, surrendering something to your guides. Um, so that could be let's say so I'll use an example you know one of about myself personally um so I am somebody that needs to have everything planned out which which isn't that bad it's good to have organization it's good to have things planned out but like I remember there are times in my life where I've had friends say, we're going to do this, 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 and that. And I'm like, okay, we've got a plan. We're going to do these things in this order. And then something happens or even worse, they don't tell you and they just expect you to just go with the new flow. Personally for me, um, like, okay, let me, make up a hypothetical here so it's true I am somebody that I feel like I need to have everything planned out so let's say I'm gonna get together with some friends and then we're gonna go hiking or go grab dinner go hiking and then um go back to my house and pick up a couple things I don't know it's very random but follow me with this so let's say we have this plan well it's all laid out but then um, after dinner, we've gone, um, so we went to dinner and now we're going to go hiking. And after hiking, we all load up in the car and instead of turning to my house to get whatever we were going to get, then they go the opposite direction and they're like, Oh, my boyfriend just called me and he needs me to come pick him up. Now, 
in hindsight, that wouldn't bother me. But in my mind, I'm like, well, we're going to go back to my house. You, we've got some things we got to pick up. You got to talk to me. And um, so what this is saying is surrender something. So to me, surrendering would, in my situation, would be surrendering that need to have everything planned out and have everything go according to plan. Um, of course, obviously, um, depending on the situation, you know, if it's just something casual, like the example I just gave, just go with the flow. But if there is like a major reason why, like, let's say I had, um, a cat, you know, let's say I had a pet, pet cat and I had to go back to the house to feed the cat. Um, you know, that's more important because it's not like the cat can prepare its own foods. Um, so, uh, I hope that example makes sense of something to surrender. Um, and in that moment of surrendering in that time of surrendering, then they, it's easier for them to step forward into your life to make an appearance. Um, learn more about your guides. I already just mentioned that. Um, improving your intuition, um, which can be improved through meditation, uh, just being out with nature, communicating with nature. Um, what else? Um, and talking with yourself. Um, I, I've been, I've done that my whole life, but like talking out scenarios in your mind, situations, thoughts, feelings, talking it out, Um, and I have found during those conversations, my intuition has grown even more because yes, it's just me talking out loud, but what those conversations have done for me, it is, it has taught me that, and I have said this several times throughout all these episodes for this podcast is that you have all the answers already within you, but Due to situations throughout all our lives, we've had situations where we are made to feel like we do not. And so we go and we seek out all these self-help books or we seek out a person who has been doing whatever we desire to do for, you know, years. And so we feel like because they have all this experience, they've got all the answers. And so we have to seek them out. When all that is great, don't get me wrong, books are wonderful, uh, experienced people in a field that you want to, uh, you know, tackle, that is great, getting advice, but don't look to them as if they're the end-all, be-all, you know, you are that, you are what you need, I mean, everybody uh, can sh- use extra advice or a tip or whatever to help crack the code, but, um, I think this is also, I mean, this is good advice for everybody, but also for those who might be still in the broom closet, um, and haven't had the ability to meet other people. Although nowadays with social media, it's much easier. You can find people, you know, online to talk to. There are different sort uh, platforms and forums where you can communicate, Um, but, um, 
yeah, for those that either don't have that ability or are too nervous to, this is a great way to find those answers. Everything lies within us. We are all gods and we all have the answers to what we're looking for. Um, society has just made us feel as inferior and like we should question everything. Uh, that's one of the big reasons I have issues with uh, religion is because they suffocate that part of us that, um, you know, they, they mask, that's a better word than suffocate, they mask that ability to hone into ourselves unlocking those answers that we are seeking and instead they tell you you know nothing and you need to go to this particular book and find the answer and if you get more questions from that reading that book aka the bible then you have to go and ask this reverend this person that is no different than you only difference is is that he stands up on a pulpit he gets in front of a pulpit every Sunday and spews out whatever he feels like talking about so um yeah if you ever come across somebody that says you have to read this or you have to follow this in order to be correct it doesn't matter if it's a religion a diet it does not matter if they say their way is the only way run for the hills run this goes um, I've learned this with the medical field as well when they say their way is the only way it gets me thinking what are they what are they either not informed in or what are they trying to hide so like I said that bit of information in my opinion goes for anything in life just listen out for that um let's see here ask for signs um so um i know i've mentioned you know asking for signs and i've given some examples uh but some obvious signs that they might give you like if you're just waiting like if you've already found your your uh animal totem or your spirit guide and you're just letting them give you signs um some of the obvious signs might be uh seeing that um animal on tv or online uh so uh, seeing them in like social media constantly, um, it could be. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, so yeah, not just seeing them in real life. It could just be, you know, um, finding them on social media. Sorry, I'm cutting, kind of repeating that. Didn't mean to. Um, hearing somebody talk about them um so uh constantly while you know you're just living your life and you're like hey that's like the fourth time i've heard somebody talk about horses you know that's not a very common thing to hear people talk about 
you know, unless you're running in that circle of people who, you know, own horses and train horses, then, then it's a common thing. But if you're just living your average everyday life, um, you don't very commonly, and I'm just using horses as an example, it could be any animal, but, uh, and that's, like I said, it's not a very common thing to have people just, you know, sit around and just talk about animals but let's say you're out and you're before you left your apartment a group of your neighbors were talking about their pet dogs and you're like okay they're talking about their dogs that makes sense they own them and then you go to the grocery store and there's a woman on the phone talking about her dog's vet appointment and then you have the same situation like three or four more times before you make yourself back get your way back home then that could be their way of being like you know them showing you a sign like hey we're here we're one of your your guides um seeing symbols of the animal or seeing pictures in books etc um this goes along with uh i would say social media with like seeing it online and um all of that um So, uh, animals that you have been, like, obsessed with for as long as you can remember is, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be an animal that you've owned. It could just be an animal that you've always wanted. Like, when I was a kid, I always wanted a horse. I always, I I thought horses were amazing. Um, as I got older, I realized my life wasn't conducive to owning a horse so I kind of gave up on that but I have to say ever since uh last week when I went for my first in-person session for the horse therapy um it's relit that fire that I would love to own a horse um so that obsession that you have with an animal could be their way of giving you a sign and being like I'm here I'm one of your totem um you know, animals. Um, let's see. Um, um, let's see. So once you find your totem animals, then what? Like, um... Now that you've found your totem animal, uh, where do you go from there, from here? Uh, suggestion is, suggestion is to study, okay, to study, I think I, I briefly touched on this, is to study as much as you can about the animal slash animals and, uh, do your research. Find out as much as you possibly can. I did. I touched on this because I used the example of making a new friend. And in the beginning, you're both shy and you're, you, you're kind of closed off. But the more uh, you talk and you share about your life and you show that you're invested into the relationship in their life, then you both open up and the relationship grows. Same in this situation. Do your research and they'll see that you're invested and then they'll feel comfortable to come forward. Um, 
So in addition to studying them and getting to know them, um, add your totem animals to your altar. Um, I have I've done this. I was thrifting one day and I found uh, this little glass jar. I'll post a picture of it online, but um, so it's like a container, and um, and the the lid is a literal chicken. So you put it and then so it's like a chicken just laying there. Um, I know that's not a good description, but I will show you guys a picture. I'll post it to my TikTok and to my Instagram. Um, although you know. I think I might go live this weekend. So I'll also, if you guys don't see the picture, I'll also show it in the live. Um, I know I haven't been the greatest about going live, um, but I want to get back on to that. So look out for that. There'll be a picture and then there'll also be a live where I will show you it. So yeah, do that. When you find an animal that you, uh, you know, to incorporate your totem animals or your spirit guide animals to your altar um and if you are somebody that's in the broom closet um and you you know obviously because of that you know you're in a situation where you can't obviously you know split uh explain your witch witchiness this is a great way to incorporate these things into your decor so when somebody that you know you don't feel comfortable telling them that you're a witch they come into your home they'll just think it's just flat out decoration they don't have to know they'll never know unless you tell them that it has anything to do with your practice um meditate uh on your totem animal so like focus on your totem animals during your meditation um direct your home or office oh decorate i was like direct what dyslexia much (laughs) um so a decorate and i just use this example we're decorating your home or office with the um with pictures, uh, d- decorations, um, to draw their energy, you know, to you. Um, let's see. Uh, wear your totem animals' colors. Um, and again, this could also go with your your spirit guides as well. Um, let's see. Um, Animal guides, I meant animal guides. Um, uh, This piece of advice, I feel like, goes with doing your research, watching documentaries. So if you uh, feel drawn to a certain animal, find a documentary about those animals. Watching, like, Animal Planet, is that still a thing? Uh, For my older listeners, you'll probably remember the Crocodile Hunter. Um, yeah. Um, Steve Irwin, that was his name. Um, you know, find episodes like that where he's just with all these different types of animals 
and learn more about how they live, how their lives are out in the wild. Um, um, if possible, obviously this, this last one isn't possible for everybody, but if possible, visit your um, animal guides and totem animals out in the wild. Um, you know, they're you're you're coming to, to their level. You're you're being with them and their surroundings. Um, very much like how, you know, you are more comfortable when you are in your surroundings, your your genuine self, you know. Um, I know personally for me, um I I tend to get very nervous, very you know, quiet, turn very inwards when I'm in a situation, when I'm in a place. I'll give you guys an example. Um, Maybe some of you can relate to this one. So I don't see my family a whole lot, even before the whole crazy COVID thing started. Um, It was just typically we'd see each other for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. And for that reason, I would get very clammy, close up, not really talk to anyone, like sit in the corner. And um, my family that sees each other very regularly, I've got an aunt that, two aunts that live maybe like 20 minutes apart. And so they see each other very frequently. Uh, I've got a nephew and two nieces, or wait, niece. No. Cousins. I've got three cousins. There's the word I was looking for. I was like, wait, that's wrong. Yeah, so I've got three cousins. A boy and two girls. And since they all live so close together, they see each other all the time. Now, I don't live, like, very far away from them. Um, I live, like, maybe 15 minutes away from them in total. So technically, geographically, I'm closer to each of them than they due to one another, but still, I digress. My point is, they get together a whole lot. So, when they get together for the holidays, they're just picking up where they pick where they dropped off from the last time they saw each other. Me, I'm working from seeing them last year for the holidays. So for me, it's even though we share DNA, it's like I'm seeing a stranger. So I get very nervous, I get very uncomfortable, and... Um, what was my point of saying all of this? That, like, um, there was a point, I promise you, there was a point <laughs> that I was trying to make. But I guess the point I was trying to make is the more effort and the more comfortable you start feeling around your animal guides and your total mammals, um, the more comfortable they will feel about um, filling you in with more messages, downloads, whatever you want to call it, uh, appearances. Um, so, um, some common, uh, misunderstandings or, um, some people believe that, um, let's say there are three friends. Some people believe that, like, only one of those friends no two friends can have the same animal on their totem pole um or have them as an animal guide 
Like, if I have a horse, then my my friend Marie can't have a horse for hers, which is not true. Um, it's just that's a false. Because um, if only one person ever could get signed one animal, there we'd run out of animals for everyone to have. Um, the other thing is, uh, some people, I've known some people that say that the order your totem animals go is because of their importance. So whatever animals on the top, they say, oh, that means they're the most important. The one that's all the way in the bottom is the least important. That is not true. The order they go in has nothing to do with their importance. Um... Um, so, um, let's see, I just lost my place, hold on one second. Um, so, uh, messenger animal guides, or, um, this also could go for your, your totems, um, those are the, uh, Um, so, your messenger animal are, like, animals, your totems that, like, show up in your dream or in your meditation or in your visions that you have. Um, I'm actually going to discuss that in an upcoming episode. Uh, not in the next few weeks. I'm going to start, I will discuss that topic in more depth along with uh, divination and all of that. So I will touch on that a little bit more in the next few weeks. Um, but So I don't want to go too deep into it right now, but uh, that is... Um, so each of your totem animals, I don't know if I've dis- uh, discussed this, but each of them, not one is more important than the other, but they all have different purposes. So one of your totem animals might just show up in your dreams and give you your messages that way. The next one might just show up, um, you know, when you're out in nature, etc. Um, and that's just their job. That's just what they do. Um, so shadow animal uh, guide... This is the most uh, powerful, um, I don't like that word, most powerful. It makes it sound like it's like top dog, but I get what they're saying here. Um, Because um, this animal helps you, guides you through that, that inner work and helps you unleash and realize that I mean, of course, I can only speak from my own personal experience. And uh, shadow work is is an ongoing um, thing. It's never completed, ever. But one thing I have noticed uh, with my shadow animal guide is that they're not necessarily there to guide you in, like, this healing process. In my opinion, what they're there to do is to help you take that that lens off that veil off that we all have i believe that 
you know, we're these broken souls and we need to glue all these pieces together so we're whole again when really what they're there to do is to help us realize we were whole from the start. We are whole. We are this beautiful piece of art, each and every one of us. But because of situations each and every one of us on this earth have gone through, we are walking around as if we are shattered. And once we remove that veil, that 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 lens that we're looking through that makes us feel and identify with that brokenness, we realize we were never broken from the start. We are beautiful and we have the power to accomplish whatever we want and shine our beautiful light upon the world and share it with whoever we desire to. That's my opinion on shadow animals. Uh, With all that being said, I think that will be it for this week's episode. I want to thank you all for sharing this time with me. Um, You know, um, you can always find me on um, TikTok and Instagram. Both are Practical Magic Pod. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode discussing divination. Um, I'll actually scratch that. Scratch that. Um, not divination. I will be back next week with a brand new episode discussing period magic. Um, so, um, and if you are somebody that who does not have a period, that is also something that I will be discussing and how you can tap into that energy without obviously going through the period yourself. Um, so... Uh, Stay tuned for that, but uh, I hope you all have a magical week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, Coven.